Hello, I'm the father of the Father and Son F1 podcast. And I'm the son from the Father and Son F1 podcast. And today we'll be breaking down the Austrian Grand Prix. Alright, so let's dive right into it. Alright, so first we'll talk about qualifying. I'm going to go ahead and give my breakdown of what I saw, look for anything interesting to me, and then uh, Aubrey will give his. So, uh, I think pretty standard. I think Norris... Uh, goes second. That was a surprise. Verstappen takes pole. Not a surprise. But Norris, great qualifying. Uh, Perez third, ahead of both Mercedes, which that was a little bit surprising as well. Gasly goes sixth. So he's been kind of living in that spot lately. Sonoda seventh, also pretty exciting uh, and surprising, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, then you get Vettel at eighth. Russell, ninth, comes into Q3 strong. Stroll, to me, uh, tense, pretty decent. That seems to be where Aston Martin's hanging around. A little disappointed that Sainz and Leclerc were only able to go 11th and 12th. They don't seem to have that car sorted out at this circuit. Ricardo down in 13th, pretty much where he's been living. Alonso as well down there. Giovinazzi and Raikkonen, then, you know, a disappointing spot for Ocon, but he's been poor for the last three races now, so... Uh, you know, to me, Ocon is a little surprising, and I had also assumed the Merce- the uh, that the Ferraris might get it sorted out. So qualifying, though, similar to the week before, Norris really bringing the speed, though that was pretty impressive, uh, and that just makes Ricardo's thirteenth place look so much worse. So uh, altogether, I would say qualifying was uh, predictable, but again, my surprises, Norris. And, uh, and, and, and again, uh, Sonoda, to be honest with you. So what do you, what do you think? Well, let me review the grid now, and I'm going to say my stuff. So Verste- Alonso actually had a very fast car. However, he got knocked out in Q2 because Sebastian Vettel was con- Everyone was concertining at turn nine, two seconds before the checkered flag, because there was, um, like, a... Ma- they were all just, like, stacking up. And, um, so, yeah, Vettel was the one who ultimately, at turn 10, held up Alonso. And Alonso, I'm actually going to make this mark here. Alonso's been mad a lot, but this is, in his, like, 20-year career, the most mad I've ever heard him. Oh, he was pretty outraged. Yes, he was very outraged. Mm-hmm. He, 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 I mean, he was screaming as loud as I've ever heard him scream. It was outrageous. Vettel did get penalized three grid places for, 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 for the impeding of Alonso. And, um, yeah. So, whoever, who got knocked out in Q1 was Raikkonen, but two spots better than usual. He was sticking in 18th, now he's in 16th. Ocon, I am starting to not become surprised by Ocon's poor results. He is starting to lackluster to the extreme after signing that contract. Um, Latifi, uh, was also knocked out, and then your usual two, Schumacher and Mazepin. Right. Um, and then, see, now Russell gets into Q3 on the medium tires. That's a show that Russell might need a Mercedes seat next year, and that Williams should be recognized as a team that's that's not playing games anymore. They're going for I it. agree with that. Yes. Um, uh, so, Russell also got promoted to, um, P... Uh, eight or, or no wait, he was at P nine. That's 
Uh, that's good. Wait, let me see. I think he got promoted a place or two. Yeah, he got put to eight because Vettel's grid penalty. Yeah, yeah. I say, yeah. Last week he got his first ever grid starting position in in the top ten because Sonoda got a grid penalty ahead of him. This time he's he actually qualified Q three this time, so that was very good. He also beat Stroll just to just to say in um. He beat Stroll in Q3, so he's faster than an Aston Martin. Pretty wild. Norris also brought the extreme heat, but he was very fast in Sector 1 all week. That that Mercedes engine, McLaren know how to use it. I have to agree. Mer- Mercedes aren't as good with their own engine as McLaren is with it, because you see Lando, who's going faster than both Mercedes. Lando has a time in Q3 of 103.7. Hamilton, the the fastest Mercedes, has a 104.014. Right. Now, that is just disappointing. Yeah, I have to say, I read an article where McLaren basically said that the Austrian speed they've had the last two weekends, they're calling it a one-off. They're saying don't expect it. So, I don't know if they're playing games or what. Plus, I think Lando knows this track really well. First podium last year. And um, he always just does good here. His Don't forget good. that McLaren brought that unique diffuser set up this year. And maybe that has got them a little bit faster with that Mercedes engine. Yeah, I don't think we've mentioned it, but we saw it on the gr- We saw it a couple weeks ago during the steering Grand Prix on the grid. Brundle was explaining the cars. McLaren had a very odd diffuser setup. Yeah. It was different than Mercedes, red, mm-hmm. not, we, we couldn't see the Red Bull car. Fun fact, they were blocking it from Brundle's view. That's it true. It was quite hilarious. That's um, true. The, the Ferraris had everything. McLaren went for it smart, kind of like what Braun GP did um, 11 years before. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, all together, you know, a, a few shockers, but pretty standard, I would say, for the time we are in the season, heading into... Uh, what Silverstone in two weeks, then we get the summer break. So yeah. I well, think. it's almost Is that one week. Right? Now, yeah, well, it's almost one week. Now right, now. we're a little late on this podcast. We've been very busy this week. Yes. Um. Anyway, yes, yeah, so Verstappen takes pole. Not surprised. Hamilton butts us in fourth and fifth. Disappointing. Gasoline centered up P six and P seven. I gotta say, the Alphataris, uh, this year, have not disappointed. Well, the engine. Well, don't forget Red Bull. Honda built this great engine for their last season and stuffed it in the back of t- of four cars, and all those cars have become rocket ships on the straights. And don't forget, Austria has three straights with DRS zones. So also, though, cars... if you think back to the livery reveals and the car unveilings, AlphaTauri, you know, and and the testing didn't take Red Bull, uh, didn't take some components. They spent their tokens to develop some of their own things at AlphaTauri. And uh, I, I feel like they've done a great job with their car. Yes. and um, They're a solid, you know, midfield team. I don't think they're a midfield contender. I don't think, but you know. Yeah, because if you're they putting, aren't consistent. They don't have one. Con- they're not consistent. If, if Sonoda was, and Gasly were both finishing yeah. in the top seven yes. or eight or ten, uh, look out. And who knows? It's early days yeah. still. We're and only about a third of the way through the and season. And that's hilarious to say because two years before, Gasly was doing the exact same thing for Red Bull as Sonoda's doing for Alcatari. Right, not getting it done. Yeah, Red Bull but, seems to have issues. But the quali- Sonoda's qualifying quite good. Yeah, so Perez in third. This grid seems to be the future, in my opinion. 
Um, I don't know about you, Dan, but I think that might be this might be the future grid. I don't think Mercedes have it for the rest of this year. I, I think, don't know. I think they've accepted that they need to focus on next year. They didn't perform strong at Austria this year. Uh, well, Lewis doesn't like this track. This week in particular. But uh, I, I do think uh, that they're going to you know, bring some things to the development side. Yeah, so let's talk about the race. Should we, let's go right into it. Should we give it. our opinions or should we both start from the down and go up? I think let's just give our opinions of the race in general as so opposed just, to a whole field review. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... Why don't you, you want me to start or would you like um, to? You can start. All righty. thought it was a great Grand Prix. Pretty much like the week before, Verstappen uh, just, you know, crushed it. Crushed it. Which made me very happy, obviously, as a Red Bull Verstappen fan. Um, you know... I would say that Botas got second. He likes this track a lot. I wouldn't mind seeing Norris go second, and I think they thought they might be able to challenge right there uh, from what I heard. Hamilton, a disappointing fourth for him. You know, he's not happy with that. Yeah, damage. He took floor damage, but that's his own fault going over the curbs. So they got to use them to win, Dad. There's a difference between using them and uh, destroying your car. Use it, them. don't abuse it, as they might say. Signs goes fifth. So he had some. That, see, it seems that uh, Ferrari performed a little better this week. Perez, a disappointing six, and I can't remember how he ended up down there. Uh, ten second time penalties. Uh, the penalties. Yes, he did have some significant. He had ten seconds. He had two. Five I will seconds. say this race had some real aggressive racing going on. Now we will talk about the penalties at the end, but right. We but I'll just talk about this. I feel like Signs and Perez. There was definitely some racing going on, wheel yeah. to wheel action, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty solid Grand Prix. Again, the the winner was never in doubt. I announced like a couple weeks ago that Suzuka is <laughs> my favorite track, and that I used to like the Red Bull Ring. I think I'm switching those two. Well, it's early days, but I think that it was great racing. Yeah, wheel to wheel um, racing. A lot of wheel to wheel action, a lot of people getting mad, which is always good. <laughs> that means action's happening. Uh, a little late crash at the end between uh, Raikkonen and. Uh, In fact, half a lap. Vettel, was it? Yes, Raikkonen and Vettel. Now, two old timers the... wrecking each other out. And friends. Ocon does not finish the race, he's the only DNF. Schumacher and Mazepin a disappointing two laps down, but pretty standard. That's actually the uh, usual. Giovinazzi finishes 14th, Stroll 13th. So, yeah, look at this. You've got Stroll in 13th and Vettel in 17th. No points. No, 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 no. Vettel retired after the incident. Well, DNF, yeah, but he, yeah, okay, whatever. He's still out of the points. So, uh, you know, that Aston Martin not scoring. Ocon, no points, no finish. Alonso goes in the points again, barely beats out, well, I wouldn't say barely, takes down George Russell, Russell late for that 10th spot, robbing him of his chance for a point for Williams. Uh, and he said he felt bad about doing it, but, you know, racers race. So, uh, Sonoda, disappointing, 12th, drops five places. Uh, meanwhile, Gasly loses three spots, which is pretty standard. Both Ferraris snake ahead, which they have more speed, I think. And then Ricardo, uh, impressive 13th to 7th move. Uh, still finishing uh, four spots behind his teammate. But I will say, Ricardo seems to be... He doesn't seem to have qualifying sorted out. 
but he does seem to be improving on race day. Yes. And we've said that for a couple now, of weeks now, right? Yes. Now, this is actually something that Mickey Lauda would do back in 1984. He would focus all his... Now, I don't think Ricardo's focusing all his mind into the race, but that's what Lauda would do because he couldn't beat Alan Prost in qualifying. So he well, would focus his mindset onto the race. You know, I think Ricardo should do that, and he should get... Ricardo is a great racer, and he may not be qualifying well right now. But if he ever gets that sorted out, look out. Because if he's starting in the top six or seven, then he's going to be finishing higher, I think. So yes. let's just, you know, I think it's, you know, you got to be, if you're McLaren, you're happy with how he's racing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's my take of the race. Great race. Again, this season has had better races than last year. I think the cars are more competitive this year with the changes they made. Uh for the rules packages. So I'm I'm happy with what we've seen so far. Yeah, so I shall review And I wanna say before you go into that, just as the racing gets good with these cars and these rules packages next year, totally new car. Kinda disappointing. I feel like we're just hitting the sweet spot with these cars. And we just hit the sweet spot on downforce and they've Buried all that off. Right. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, but, you know, F1 teams are very creative. They'll figure it out. So. Plus, that, that rules package next year is supposed to affect racing. Do you know that there's, like, um, it takes away 75% of the dirty air or something? It takes a very high yeah, percentage. Yeah, yeah, I the, saw that. The cars are made to follow more, and it, less aerodynamic right. ability will make racing a bit more active also. That's what they claim. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm not actually teams. not. I'm not going to call any early stuff. Well, that coupled with the money and restrictions, maybe it will make it interesting. I have been pleased with this season thus far, though. All right, your thoughts on the race? All right, so I'm going to do a classic review and just go from down up. So Ocon has been sent has been put in a sandwich by someone who has complained about being in a sandwich before, Antonio Giovinazzi. Um, and and yeah, so he gets caught up between Gio and. I think it was an Alphatari, maybe. All I know is he got caught up, and Giovinazzi hit him, and suspension on the right front corner broke, and he pulled over to a Marshall Plus and retired. And then you have your usual two-lap people, Mazepin and Schumacher. Now, Vettel, I think he was, like, close enough or something to work, even with his retirement, after Raikkonen kind of took him out, um, to where he kept his 17th position. Yeah, wait, I know how, because right, Maspin and Schumacher... There were two laps down. Yeah, Maspin and Schumacher were two laps down before the, be, at the, the end. So they crossed the line before Vettel got taken out. Right. So Vettel, and Vettel was one lap down, so, yeah. In the end, it was um, disappointing, cause, because, you know, they were racing hard, and I, I mean, if you look at both onboard cameras, you kind of... Raikkonen looks like he crossed on him, and Vettel looks like he crossed on him. If you look at the other cameras, hard to say who did what. Now I I haven't seen any aerial cams of this incident, but I think I might need to. Seems like the FIA blamed Vettel though, right? Yeah, because wait, no, Raikkonen got blamed. Okay. Should I talk about the penalties right now? Let's talk about those at the very end. So we actually have two things to talk about on penalty wise. We have to talk about these penalties and some penalty point talk. Um. So Verstappen scored the additional point for setting the fastest lap. That's just, this is on the notes of the results screen from F1. Mm-hmm. Harris received a 10-second time penalty, but those were two separate five-second penalties for forcing Leclerc off the racetrack twice. Basically racing. 
Yeah, according according to the FIA, they're killing racing. Really? Maybe we just need to make this NASCAR and like you know they can force each other off the track. Anyways, like kill each other and stuff. Um. Uh. So Stroll received a five second time penalty for speeding in the pit lane, and I thought they had pit limiters. Um. Sonoda received a five second time penalty for crossing the white line at pit entry. However, he actually got investigated again. I thought because he crossed it twice. He did it twice. Yeah, but somehow penalty. I think the race ended before they could say they inv- they I think they said no I further action. They may have assessed afterwards. Because Anyways, keep going. Yeah. Um Reichen received a drive through penalty, converted to a twenty second time penalty for causing a collision with Vettel. Now they couldn't you know, he couldn't serve a drive through because it's the last lap. If you enter the pits, you take the line. So yeah, he couldn't serve a drive through on the final lap. So they converted a twenty second time penalty, which is what they convert. But then uh, Mazepin and Latifi received ten second stop and go penalties converted to 30-second time penalties for not respecting double yellow flags. Now, usually, you'd serve this kind of stuff. So, what I believe... Well, this is actually very difficult. I feel like Mazepin and Latifi ignored the incident of Vettel and Raikkonen. Is somehow. I'm confused. Anyway, they ignored... They did not respect the yellow flags, but the only time I can think of yellow flags was... During that incident. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's the penalties. But now we need to talk about the penalty point system. Both Lando Norris is 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 about one penalty away from a race ban. So you need 12 penalty points from the FIA to get a race ban. Lando Norris, before this, had 10. Whoa. But this week, and it's for the smallest stuff, he ignored a red flag during qualifying at Turkey, I think. Ignored a yellow flag at the steering Grand Prix last year. Ignored a red flag for qualifying at Azerbaijan this year. And forced Perez off the track this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or last weekend. Which puts him at 10 penalty points. Which I would like to say, big stuff that could get people hurt. Like, the penalty he got for pushing Perez off the track, he deserved penalty points for that. Everything else, he doesn't deserve that kind of stuff. Oh, Maybe yeah. like a warning or a small fine, but not a penalty point. They've been heavy-handed with the penalties, I would say. Yes, and um, Paris is actually at the same result after, after doubling his score. However, I did say um, that um, Lando's penalty for forcing drivers off the track should be penalty points. So I'm not going to be biased and say Checo shouldn't get penalty points. He forced Leclerc off the track twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they, but Perez is set to have two points removed in the next two months. So, he, so, so both of them look like they're safe because Norris is about to have the steering Grand Prix point, 2020 steering Grand Prix points, re, penalty points removed. So they both seem like they're actually in decent positions to not get banned. But I mean, and and I'm Verst- sure they'll be careful. Yeah, Verstappen defended him. Hamilton's also protested after getting almost banned last year for just simple ra- um mis race misinfringements or something, like um the Saatchi thing, for example. And um, I mean the I mean Verstappen defended him. Your guy defended him, so it's uh I think it needs to be fixed a bit, to where like you know maybe minor fines or warnings should be placed for, yeah, for the small incidents that Landon Norris has made. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah, so I'm going to get on with the result now because that was our penalty discussion. Alright. So, Russell had a very good fight with Alonso. Now, that was almost the only racing that didn't result in a collision. 
They were very good. Alonso was just fully throwing it into every corner. It was literally like he was just like throw, throw, throw. But and but Russell defended well. He was very good with his defending, and he kept his wo- awareness well. Like like the F one twenty twenty one game has rated him. Mm-hmm. They rated him ninety nine awareness. Um, yeah. So it was a very good battle. Alonso finally came out on top, in a place where for turns two and three he always had more pace. But in the corners with no DRS, Russell had it. Seems like engine power came with um Alpine and DRS, but Russell seemed to have more skill in the corners. I agree. He well, I don't know if he has more skill. Alonso's very skilled. Yeah. But, you know, he was definitely driving well. I think he's taking that Williams car to the maximum now, edge of yeah. its ability. I think Alonso I think Alonso I think Alonso was like it, I, that was a very good battle between those two and I feel like I have to agree. Yeah. And I mean, we you gotta have respect that. for both of them. Yeah, Alonso somehow always managed to, manages to fight the young kids out on the track back in the recent years. Seems like George Russell and that Williams keep getting better. Yeah, they're gonna keep going and going. They just want to keep getting better as they can because a couple years ago they were at rock bottom, and the only way you can go on rock bottom is up. And anyway, um, Gasly got P nine, a bit of a slip. Leclerc got P eight. He moved up. Ricardo, like you said, got P seven. So with Sainz got P five now. Sainz did m- both of Leclerc and Sainz both did good recovering, but Sainz did exceptionally well. He 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 coped with the penalties that were in front of him, mm-hmm. and and decided to use those to ad- to his advantage. While Leclerc didn't do so. Um, Hamilton came in fourth after re- sustaining floor damage. Now for the first time ever. Lewis Hamilton let, let Valtteri Bottas by. He did have to let him by. Yes, and he respected it. And Bottas went on to only finish 17 seconds behind Verstappen, but that was because they notch up a fastest lap. Anyway, Norris then came in P3 he after overtaking Verstappen. Yeah. They pitted him extra time to get the best yeah, lap. Yeah, he would have finished like a minute ahead. Jeez, Red Bull's fast. Um, yeah, Perez in sixth. I don't know what happened. And then... I mean, even the points positions were lapped down. Alonso in P10 was lapped down. I mean, this was a great race, and it was probably the best of the... I mean, there wasn't, like, the iconic battle between Verstappen and um, Hamilton, but in the other races where that was a thing, nothing else happened. So I would say this is the best race of the season because there was almost every driver got tangled in a scrap. A lot of action. I agree with you. Yeah, and Hamilton and Bottas actually had some fight, if I'm correct. Yeah, they... uh, Oh, no, wait. Um, yeah, Hamilton and Norris had a fight. And they did. Hamilton Lando, passed them, but uh, Lando put up a good fight. Yeah, and Hamilton, Hamilton complimented him. Yeah, such a great quote. quote such a great lo- driver, Lando. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so the question becomes, you know, it's getting to be that time of year. Drivers are starting to get re-signed. Hamilton re-signed. Hamilton re-signed. Maybe Alonso. I mean, uh, Ocon re-signed. Hamilton, uh, Toto Wolf said that Hamilton did not have a preference for a teammate next year. He thinks Valtteri is great, but he's not. But he also thinks George Russell would be an interesting choice. So Hamilton's kind of said whatever. He's not making any demands, I guess. It's just Botas has definitely been willing to play ball, and do what's expected of him. I don't know if a young George Russell does the same thing. I so, I don't know Lewis, but apparently Lewis has been open to whatever. He's not making any demands. Yeah. I feel like Russell has been graced with a Mercedes seat and will, of course, obey. Um, well, 
a know. sort of young Valtteri Bottas a couple year four years ago did the same thing. Yeah, but maybe George Russell doesn't want to obey. Maybe he wants to win. Yeah. And he's shown his speed in that if, car, so... If he can explore um, the scene, I think Mercedes will do no orders. Yeah, the question will start to become, you know, Ocon's re-signed. Will they re-sign Alonso again? You know, is he on a one-year deal or two? I don't remember. I think it's a one. But we don't know. So we'll have to... I'll tell you what we should do. Uh, what we will do after Silverstone, during the summer break, we'll do an episode on contract talks. Yeah, but um, I think well the break is actually after Hungary, but oh, we'll do con- yeah. But so we have Silverstone. And we Hungary. have three week breaks. We c- we could still do a weekly upload. Like we we could do contract talks. We could talk about um, you know. So history yeah, over of- the summer break, we'll definitely do some uh, housekeeping, so yeah. to speak. Yes. So uh, let's just review the driver standings. Do it. Hamilton is in second after Verstappen has a thirty-two point lead down the standings. Verstappen's starting to Hamilton's starting to let this slip through his fingers as now third place is quite far back in um forty six points behind to be exact. Who's in third? Uh, Paris. Now I've actually seen a couple of memes where it's like Hamilton and Verstappen for first and second in the championship and they're like fighting each other with like swords. But how many points behind Hamilton is Perez? Um, how many points behind Perez is Hamilton? Like how many points is How Hamilton? many points behind Hamilton Hamilton is Perez? 46. So how many points does Hamilton have? 150. So Perez is 104. Gotcha. Um, Norris is only three points behind Sergio after the two, the debacle between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Sergio could have easily had a lot more points. Now run down the top ten. Who else we got? Um, Bottas in fifth. Uh, let me just say this. Nine points behind Lando. The er, the retirements in Monaco and Imola have hurt. So the spread greatly. between third, fourth, and fifth very tight. What about sixth? Leclerc is thirty points behind Bottas. Okay. Which is not that good. Signs is two points behind Leclerc. That's an interesting teammate fight. That could decide some stuff at Ferrari. Ricardo's twenty points behind them, er, behind Signs, and then Gasly and the Alfatari is one point behind Ricardo. What position is that? Uh, that's ninth in the championship. So, Ricardo's lack of qualifying pace is starting to hurt him in the driver's title. Definitely. Vettel is nine points behind Gasly. So, Vettel's uh, in tenth? Yes, with 30 points. Ten points behind Vettel is Alonso. Six points behind Alonso is Stroll. Now we're in 13th with Ocon, who has been, been signed to a new deal, who only has 12 points. Not the best for an Alpine when, when your teammate's eight points ahead. Sonoda has nine points in 14th. 15th is Raikkonen, who has one point. Giovinazzi in 16th, who has a point. And then the, the rest of the grid is no points. But they rank it this way. Russell, Schumacher, Mazepin, Latifi. Jeez, Latifi sucks. That seems a bit odd. I feel like it should be Russell, Schumacher, Latifi, Mazepin. Latifi stinks. Go ahead and look at the constructors, uh, constructors real quick. Yeah, I pulled that up. Lucky me. Um... First play in first place is Red Bull Racing Honda, who has two hundred eighty six points. That's Domination. very good. Um, forty or no wait. This is second. I think forty four points behind is Mercedes, mm-hmm. and then McLaren Mercedes are a hundred and one points so behind in them. Third? When yeah, you this, say which place they're in? Did you uh, say their name? Yeah, third. McLaren Mercedes. Are a hundred and one points behind. Some very Keep hard okay, math. In um, Ferrari are fourth. I think yeah. I think nineteen points behind them. Maybe 
Yeah, 19 points, I think. Um, yes, with 122 points. And then way behind with 48 points, I One think. place? Fifth, AlphaTauri Honda. Nice. AlphaTauri Honda are in fifth place with 48 points. Now, I cannot subtract how behind they Don't are. Don't worry about right. the points. Just keep going. Six. Aston Martin Mercedes are four points behind AlphaTauri Honda for, yes, for sixth. Seventh, Alpine Renault, who are 12 points behind that. And then... This is gonna. This is a major shift. There's thirty points behind in eighth. Alfa Romeo, Williams and Ferrari have no points yet. Let's have a growth Williams mindset. Williams and Haas. Yeah, Williams and Haas have no points yet. Let's have a growth mindset that Williams or Haas can scrape something off. But I think Williams will score a point this year and take ninth place. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- anyway, I think it depends on also results can also you know do, do affect the championship. And if anything, for results, if Williams doesn't score points, they're still going to get ninth. And um, that's going to be good because Haas, you know, they're not going anywhere. Haas is going to be last. I mean, we always do that. Yes. Particularly because they have two rookies, one who particularly likes to spin a lot and and a bad car that they're not going to develop. Terrible car. Yeah, so anyway, that pretty much wraps up today's episode. That's all we can talk about, really. That's literally everything. Well... So that is the Austrian Grand Prix. We're off this week, right? Yes. And then next week on the Silverstone. Yes. Well, I am the father of the Father and Son F1 podcast. And I'm the son from the Father and Son F1 podcast. And we will see you in two weeks.